You're with Julian on the brand note and a review of The Bricklayer, a film directed by Rennie Harlan. Uh, first to say how, like last week I reviewed The Beekeeper and these are both films where somebody has been in that insane bracket where they were an immortal member of the either Navy SEAL, CIA, NSA, NSC, um, some, you know, secret ops person like the like um, the equalizer the modern version of the equalizer perhaps we have to blame the original equalizer for all of these paradigms they you know they're they're living a small country existence and they get pulled back into the game and honestly like the i reviewed the statham film which i quite liked the beekeeper last week where he's in a you know doing his thing in anonymity where he's his his paradigm and metaphor is that he's now a beekeeper, uh, which was the most heavy-handed metaphor I've ever heard um, because it actually dovetailed into him being a member of this secret oper operative team called the Beekeepers. Now that we've got... Um, I can't remember his name now. Aaron Eckhart, he's a, he's a bricklayer. <laughs> so he used to be in the, you know, in the CIA, uh, operative, high-level all of this stuff and now he is his metaphor is that he's a bricklayer because you know what bricks are going to do is about i think what they actually say uh, rennie harlan's had such a long career as a director it's insane he did nightmare on elm street 4 uh die hard 2 like he veers from absolute pap to um really quite good films die hard 2 cliffhanger uh, he took a bit of a hit with Cutthroat Island, but then the long kiss goodnight, um, and then like in the modern era, he's done really quite dodgy stuff. Reunion Three Singles Cruise was a, was a film that he did before the Bricklayer, which has just come out, and he's already done three other films, which is quite insane. The Strangers chapters one, two, and three. I don't know what that's about. But anyway, the bricklayer features exactly the same plot virtually as uh, the beekeeper last week. So Aaron is a guy that is now a bricklayer. The CIA come back to him because uh, I can't remember who the actual character is, but one of his ex-associates has now gone rogue and is murdering lots of people, including very important people, and trying to expose the secret CIA program of... Um, them assassinating people and trying to in you know get regime change which i think is rather even though it's the most generic plot possible it's rather timely at the moment especially with the piece i did on imran khan and pakistan last week um so we've got the cia uh, sending him back into the fold with nina dobrev who is very good i must admit her role in this film really reminds me of elizabeth olsen looks wise and the character she played in wind river it's kind of this sort of like borderline newbie um being sent into the field and having to deal with um carnage um and uh, there's so many films that this is redolent of as well pretty much everything that you've said the one um last year with another ex-female assassin that went back into the fold and uh, I thought it was okay. I can't remember what it's called. It's hard to keep track of these films. I don't know why they don't mix it up more. They just don't mix these films up. They like 
hew so close to this generic template. Um, the guy is always this invincible, unkillable, and I would say post Bruce, Bruce Willis in Die Hard. Bruce Willis in Die Hard is a template for all of these characters because he wasn't like the big guy. He wasn't like the guy that was um, completely invincible. He'd always have to get really beaten and bloodied and, you know, covered in bruises and still find a way through. I, often, I always think that that is the Bruce Willis action template from Die Hard, uh, rather than like Arnold Schwarzenegger or Sylvester Stallone and their muscle-bound, you know, undefeatable physical strength and, you know, all of that stuff. Um, they're always a little bit more grounded or earthy. Uh, Aaron Eckhart is, you know, he's had some ropey roles where he's been a bit cheesy, but overall he's, you know, he's a solid presence and he works well here. A little bit like the film Nobody. Um, it actually isn't, th without the sense of humour, uh, it's, um, it's quite close to that sort of setup. Um, overall, I enjoyed it. I did enjoy it. It's only, it's got pretty dire reviews. Um, I thought some of the action sequences were quite well helmed, actually. Uh, There's a lot of carnage and European settings, of course. You can't go past European settings, can you, in these films? Did the beekeeper? No, the beekeeper kept it local. That's uh, unusual. They normally go on a tour of Rome or something in these films. I didn't think it was bad. I thought it was um, entirely interesting for its duration uh, and... It was, you know, lunk-headed enough in good ways. And the violence and the sort of action sequences were actually quite entertaining. Um, so, yeah, in exactly the same review. I might as well have just rerun the Beekeeper review. The only differences, I suppose, on the Beekeeper had lower moments and higher moments in this film. Whereas this is on a lower plateau than those higher moments. And a higher one than the lower moments. It's a bit more consistently average rather than occasionally brilliant and occasionally dire. Um, it was nothing that cringeable about it, really. I thought Dobrev was quite good as a female lead. Um, her, you know, her character as well is just as generic as the lead character. The woman that works for the CIA and eventually becomes distrustful of her bosses. Is it, like, I think you can make these films out of a combination of Die Hard and the Bourne Identity, really. And you've got the whole thing. Um, so I'm going to give it a oh, 7 out of 10. I did. It, I, I thought it was amiably enjoyable. And I'm a sucker for these kind of movies. But yeah, I shouldn't be giving them a 7 out of 10. 